Welcome back to The Observation. I'm Aubrey Strobel, and The Observation is brought to you by Cash App. Cash App is an easy way to send your friends money back and forth, and it's also an easy way to invest in Bitcoin, and you can do so with as little as a dollar. Use my code Aubrey, and you'll get $15 in free money when you sign up. Terms apply. And today's show is, there's a lot going on right now, Maddie. A lot going on. Um, Matt, Maddie James... MJ, Chaos MJ. You, she has, Just call me Maddie. She has a million handles. <laughs> Too many social media accounts. Anyway, the biggest story of the week that we just can't deny, and we, we talked about before, should we, should we talk about it, is former President Trump's house being raided for classified materials that happened this week at Mar-a-Lago. And... Uh, we want to break it down for you in a in a timeline, a chronological order of what happened because it is a very confusing and nuanced story. So, early early morning uh, this week, basically there was a raid, and you probably saw this. The FBI raided Trump's house looking for documents. Maddie, give us give us the rundown on on how this fallout happened <laughs> i got you he was he was not subpoenaed he just straight up raid which is not the procedure one takes and this has never happened to a president before let's just note that so okay so it's the first it's the first time that a president has been searched by the fbi like that a house of the president has been note so this is notable by the fbi so it's it's a big deal and essentially the, it's all over if he has these classified documents that belong in the National Archives. So Trump left the White House. He took documents with him. The National Archives in late 2021 was asking for them back. Then at the beginning of this year, he returned 15 boxes that the archives determined did have classified material, which is what sort of opened this whole thing up to further investigation and further talks so, so so people think that these classified materials have something to do with the uh january 5th 6th, january 6th, 6th well sorry. so so no so it's two it's it should be two separate investigations where a president can de a president can declassify any documents they want. They just have to go through the process of declassifying them. While they're the fact that while, while they're, they're president, president, if he takes them after. without them being classified, then it's like then that's when it's not okay. The interesting thing is what is in the documents, which nobody knows what they're looking for. So it could just be that he's took documents that are, you know, his grocery list, but because he didn't declassify them, the archives might want them. Like, they might want a note that he wrote to Barron on some special holiday to keep as record, but he didn't declassify that. So it's, it, but it could also be he's got state secrets or documents about business dealings or whatever that he doesn't want found. It the, could The problem is we be, don't know what it is. We have no idea. It could also be that they're using that as a way to get a larger collection of evidence for January 6th, but they're kind of, if they find that evidence while they're on this other search, they can still use it for January 6th. So that's why people um, are a little bit, 
you know, intrigued. But what happened? So FBI raids Trump's house. Never done that before. President Biden says he was unaware of the raid. Like, he did not know about it until we all publicly found out about it when Trump released Nor this. Nor did DeSantis. Which, and DeSantis kind of made it seem like he didn't know what was going on either, which means that the FBI had a D.C.-based team come into Florida without cooperating with Florida, which, again, is a pretty odd thing. I, I would like to note that if... Biden didn't know about this. That's a huge red flag. Biden doesn't know about a lot of things. I mean, fair enough. But, you know, that's it's a little shocking. What, no, no, I know what you mean, though. What everyone is agreeing on is that it's weird. It's, it's, it's notable that they didn't subpoena him before they decided to search his house. And let's remind, this happened before in history. Let's, let's roll it back with Hillary. She was, she was subpoenaed. She was subpoenaed for her emails. She was subpoenaed for her emails, which, by the way, in a weird move, Hillary used this as a fundraising opportunity and started selling these hats that said, but her emails, which like, she's just ad- admitting that she broke the same law. But since she did never, it accidentally, never, under, like, never underestimate too. the Clintons' ability Dude. to... To capitalize on anything. Literally. Speaking events. Yeah. I mean, what did Bill Clinton spoke at a crypto? No he spoke shame. at a crypto conference, didn't he? He was at that. Oh, F- in the Bahamas. FTX Bahamas. Oh, my God. The, if, so there's my, if there's a bag, the Clintons will get it. Well, we already know that uh, Clinton loves the Caribbean, uh, but you didn't hear from me. <laughs> <Like> Trump. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. too early um, for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so people on both sides of the aisle are agreeing weird that they didn't subpoena the excuse for that is they were worried he was going to destroy the documents but he wasn't in, even in okay Mar-a-Lago, so let's so let's talk weird. about that so uh, before trump's house was raided yeah maggie haberman a reporter a prominent reporter from right. the new york times is on and she's also a, a pundit on cnn is showing pictures of a toilet bowl with ripped up pieces of paper okay so what who's Who's verifying? A source sent this yeah, in? It looks like I could have taken that. One is from the White House, allegedly, and one is from a foreign trip. So I saw these photos over the weekend on Twitter, and it was like, Trump ripped things up and put it in the toilet. And I thought it was just the usual, like, everything Trump does <laughs> Wait, is can bad. can we just and pause? And just imagine the imagery of someone, like, ripping it up, and then someone Dude, taking out a camera. little Trump with his little orange <laughs> face, and just, just like, like blah, 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 you and know. putting it in the toilet. But then, <laughs> wait, let me, get the ca- let me get the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> someone, comes in, someone comes in after he leaves. They're like, what was he doing in there? And You would flush that immediately, would you not? Just think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's odd. Well, so that kind of begs this question of, is it, again, the media telling a story trying to take the American people for a ride? Where with Hillary, that wasn't a story that they wanted to tell. So they kind of subpoenaed her and then you know, let that happen quietly and kind of let the Republicans die on that hill where nothing ended up coming of it. Versus here, it's we're going to plant this toilet story and then we're going to... I mean, they, they went in like... Guns blazing, machine guns, the lights at five in the morning at Mar-a-Lago when he's not even there. You know, they wanted an attraction, rightly or wrongly. Whether it's they wanted an attraction because they're like, we finally got him or because they just like want to get us all riled up. Like it doesn't, this is just a lot. And we're we're trying to come at this very nonpartisan. The, the theatrics, though, and it, the, the whole problem of this show is, like, broken systems and the media and, the, and politicians and in every area that you look to where there is power, how, how it's broken. And so we're not, we're not saying 
we're just presenting the facts here. Right. The the thing that blows my mind is the, the, the theatrics of the entire event, right? Oh, totally. It's like show up at 5 a.m. Let's ride at dawn to Trump's house <laughs> with roll, roll 30 cars deep with guns. Would, would you think he was going to like run off with the... I just He's in New York City. It's like, it's an insane... He wasn't even home, right? He's in New York City, yeah. So it's it's like, okay, so he's not home. So why are we coming with guns blazing at 5 a.m.? It, it, yeah. I, I don't... It would be know why because it makes a really good television moment yeah and a lot of good media gets you know and it's you know we finally got him meanwhile they've impeached him like 700 times but i think talking about why the implications of this is bad is important right right yeah like what is the goal here well so the goal the the, the kind of i guess the the purest view like someone who fully believes in american institutions someone who believes you know trump no one is above the law is just the fact that he has those classified documents is enough to raid we should get them back but then the story kind of evolves in a, in a cr crazy way which is pretty quickly after that um someone high up in the hillary campaign started tweeting you know everyone's missing the big story which is that if he were convicted of this the um section 2071 of title 18 of the u.s code which deals with these documents does state that if you are convicted not only can you be fined and imprisoned, but you should be removed from the office that you hold, if you hold one, and prevented from holding public office again. And so, and that's where course, it lies. And that's where it lies, because what's <laughs> coming up? Election. Election. So, of course, people are thinking they're going to use this. Now, the Republicans did try and use the same thing. They were excited about the same potential if Hillary had been yeah. convicted for the emails, which she wasn't because she did it accidentally. Um, which doesn't, does it make it better if you, if, is it better or worse that you did it accidentally? Like you're just. And then bragged about it with merchandise. Uh, but so, so. <laughs> she's like Lincoln bio for. <laughs> she literally was. And then she was like, oh my God, they sold out. Um, but. Did so, Hillary Clinton become an influencer? <laughs> she honestly, Loki, she did. <laughs> she did. I mean, she's like, she's, she's a powerhouse uh, of, of the media, but. Okay, so it's not seeming like they actually could because you, it's really hard to usurp the Constitution, which basically just says 35 and a citizen. But people are at the very least saying that if they're not going to do that, they need to say, um, you know, why this raid is happening. And here's why a lot of Republicans are super up in arms about this, because about two weeks ago, Senator Chuck Grassley, who is um, he's an 88-year-old senator, I believe from Iowa, who's known as the protector of whistleblowers kind of in the American system. He's, you know, you can come to him if you've got a whistle, if you've got a whistleblow, Grassley's there for you. And um, he received information that the FBI and the Justice Department intentionally downplayed negative information about Hunter Biden leading up to the 2020 election. And essentially, it was this very damning report that the FBI and the Department of Justice have been infiltrated and are no longer nonpartisan. They're fully, you know, acting in the interest of protecting the, you know, Democratic establishment. If you don't know what we're talking about with the Hunter Biden information, in October of 2020, right before the election, the New York Post broke a story about Hunter Biden's laptop, which includes a whole array of things. Um, and even as I said Hunter Biden laptop, if you heard this story, I'm sure you're like, uh, you kind of recoil because it was so hammered down as right-wing nonsense and Russian disinformation. And it was stories about 
his business involvement with China, business involvement with Ukraine, his like videos of him naked with hookers, smoking crack, uh, and you know, all, like there's all these charges of illegal firearms, and it was more than 50 intelligence officials signed a document saying this story holds no weight. This is all Russian disinformation. This is not a legitimate story. Basically, we have an election in four weeks. Don't let this story about the hopefully future president's son, former vice president's son, doing business dealings on diplomatic trips using official planes come out because we cannot have Trump in the White House again, which nobody, like, Trump is insane. Nobody really wants that, but, uh, like, they just took it too far. Now he's under federal investigation for all of the contents of this laptop, and those same pundits are admitting this isn't just a right-wing media story. This is legit. And what are, what's the right saying? That the FBI's been infiltrated, and this raid is part of that. And probably the only reason why they're letting this Hunter story come through is because they don't want Biden involved anymore. They're like, yeah, we're kind of over him. Let this come out. And they're even saying, you know, he might be, he might be charged soon. So, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty serious. You talk about broken systems. Yeah. That's pretty serious. I think that's, I think that's the takeaway here that like the Department of Justice and, and we were talking about this a little bit, but like the Department of Justice is complicit a little bit. And I think this, I tweeted about this and people kind of got upset that I, I think that the attorney general, the U S attorney general should be not appointed by the president. Obviously the Senate has to approve that confirmation, but I think that the federal government is really the outlier here on how we appoint our attorney general on state government governments. Most of the time that is a, something that the people vote on. Right. Mm. And the department of justice can be complicit I, I, I'm just, you, you, you appoint someone, you give someone the favor to them of, you know, do you want to be on my cabinet? And then therefore, you know, are they going to investigate you or do your, what you want? Right. Because that is how it works. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Right. There's incentive structures there. There's, this is power. And I think that's the one thing that is wrong with how our government is set up with, you know, obviously we, we have separation of powers, but like, could we not vote on an, an attorney general? Did the Department of Justice is like so corrupt if, if, if this is all true, right? I mean, no, it's, it's, I mean, this is true. You watched it happen because well, you watched, the, well, it, who knows why things were suppressed, but I'm saying in terms of this Biden story, like you watched the laptop story come out and you watched it get dismissed. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, the la that became like some Alex Jones shit, like, oh, the laptop, you know, whatever. And then now even they're saying, no, no, that was, that was real. That's a serious problem. Yeah. And so I guess I'm just, the, the point of it is I'm saying that there's clearly a problem at the Department of Justice. Yeah. There's, it's, there's corruption there. Yeah. And uh, why, why is it this way? I, that's what I'm coming at. It's, it's, yeah. it's a broken system. You know, 43 states do elections. And before like liberals get upset about this take and think that like I'm I'm being biased, like did you guys think it was fair that Trump dismissed all those, you know, appointed Bill Barr and then was able to dismiss those cases against him? Yeah. It it happens it's both ways. It's right. both ways it's messed up. Right. It's it's messed up for the Republicans, it's messed up for the Democrats, and I just that's that's just my take on it. Um, it's a very difficult 
conversation and, and topic to address, and I don't think it gets solved clearly because well, uh, it's just crazy. And and so the the next evolution of that is you know people who are saying if knowing what we know about the Department of Justice, which even now Democrats seem to not be denying that there was something went amiss with this Biden story. Uh, if all they were doing was raiding his home looking for documents, they have essentially handed Trump the presidency in 2024. Like if it comes out that all they were looking for is just some classified documents and it's they can't prove any major level of seriousness, like th they have screwed themselves because people are already, you know, high up in the Republican Party yeah. are already calling for Trump to announce his bid, which would be historically yeah. early. Trump released well, you know he's going to. this you know, four-minute-long video about living in a failing state. Where is he releasing this? Um, he's on some, I don't know, some, like, some website. He released this little movie. I can find it for you. It was called, like, A Nation in Decay or something. You know, he's, he's going to take advantage of this. He's got people coming yeah. out for him. Uh, especially, like, also, if you, if you look at it, if you're if, talking about chess, if you're the left playing chess and you're used and you are weaponizing the DOJ. Like you just bungled this so bad because you just handed him like the best story he could ask for, for the people no, who he, believe he, he no, could he never do it. anything he wrong. Loves it. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, and especially if you're using this to find documents from January 6th and not actually, then you're going to hurt the January 6th election. So the, the moral of the story is someone has to release the search warrant. Someone has to make the affidavit public. The affidavit is typically sealed until there's a trial. But if this doesn't go to trial, I mean, you're going to have chaos. You're going to have chaos if you don't release some of the information. People want Trump to release the search warrant kind of as proof because he would have to then list what was taken. So it might reveal what they were looking for. People want Biden to release the search warrant or the affidavit to show, you know, this was legitimately signed. This There's a reason why this went through. Yeah. And because, again, our, the important question is, the American people need to know yeah. what's going on and if they're being taken for a ride. And, but that, that's the thing. The American people are always been, have always been taken for a ride. They think that yeah. you're stupid and they think it's a joke and then they think they can, and this is both sides going back and forth. Yeah. It, it, and and the only, the only way to solve it is with extremes. Cause you've got now the Democrats are in power and they're pursuing Trump on all of these charges he's got all these criminal cases against him because they believe you know that is corruption he's in the wrong and then you have people saying you know uh i think senator mccarthy was like merrick garland attorney general clear your calendar keep your notes because when we're in power we're gonna come for you and it just becomes it's that pure polarization of just this back and forth and americans have no idea what's what's real it's it's also taxing to keep up with all this information we put it together oh, yeah in a quick manner, but do you think the average, you know, worker has yeah. time to when they're work besides working their nine to five job to understand all the crazy politics and like performance oh, yeah. that Especially is happening? With all the stories that get suppressed too. Like that DOJ story did not get a lot of traction, you know? But this but, is the sad thing, right? Because the media should be the watchdog of society. They should be keeping big corporations, big businesses, uh, and politicians you know, in check. in check and they don't. And it, it's, it's messed up on both sides. So the, this is why, again, like Bitcoin, crypto, the sovereign individual, I think is running so strong with people because everyone knows this. They know that right. people are waking up to the fact that they're getting screwed by everyone. So what do they, what can you do? You can vote with your money. You can buy Bitcoin or something. Opt out, opt out of bullshit systems. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this show's about. <laughs> um, 
God go. dang, that's just so the it's I, dense, it gets pissed man. off. And then you get into like oh, we don't even need to talk about it, but then you know the uh, attorney that signed that approved the search warrant. Here we warrant go. I know what you're about to say. Was an Epstein linked attorney. When the podcast gets to Epstein twice <laughs> in the first 15 <laughs> minutes, we already have but to. But it's just like the whole thing is it's just chaos. It doesn't even make it just doesn't even make sense. Like. It, 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 Nothing matters. Coincidence or not, you're just like you can't <laughs> you can't find your way back to the ground. Once you once you get that that deep in that rabbit hole, you're like fuck it. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, and then and then people just give up. Yeah, and exactly. And they lose faith. And you know what? Should we have ever had faith? That's another question. It's <laughs> a, a personal question. So there you go. So big story. We'll we'll probably follow up on this. <laughs> there will there'll be more. There'll be more. But that's what you need to know for now. Um, Maddie, I have a question for you. (laughs) What? Hear me out. So you're on vacation with your significant other, Mm. and you're walking along. Close your eyes. Sandy beaches, and it's just really beautiful out, sunset maybe. And he gets down on one knee and pulls out a light blue box. (gasps) From where? Is it Tiffany, maybe? Is that Robin's Egg Blue? <laughs> <laughs> he pulls it out. It's the box I've always wanted. You're like, this is the moment. He's going to propose. He opens it up, and it is a crypto punk. Crypto punk! <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? What do you do? Depends which punk it is. What? <laughs> no. Uh, if it's a rare one, then. <laughs> I'm, you know, confused. And he says. <laughs> and he says, will you. I don't know. Wear this kind of ugly crypto punk necklace around your neck. That I, that I bought for $50,000. 50,000 pal backed. Tender. <laughs> That's our kids' college money, hun. Um, yeah. So, what? Why are we, why are we talking about this? So, uh, <laughs> Tiffany partnered with Chain to do a NFT wearable drop for CryptoPunk owners. If you don't know what a CryptoPunk is, it's probably one of the largest collections of non fungible tokens. That is a PFP project. It's basically, it's a personal identity. Most people see their identity in these NFTs. Um, and if you want, you basically get this custom piece of jewelry from Tiffany. If but you have to, it, it's not included if you buy the punk. You have to also spend more money. And these punks are expensive. Wait, could only, could only punk owners could, yes. could buy? Oh, interesting. And punks are already expensive. So you have to spend more money right. to basically get this punk medallion. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's a beautiful piece of... And it sold out. Yeah, 250 of them. Yeah. You think it wouldn't. It did. Um, Honestly, if it was only available for punk owners, I weirdly feel like that makes more sense. If you let anybody well, do it, like if just... Because punk owners, like, what's the cheapest punk right now? It's like a, like a million dollars. I don't think it's that much. 70... What? I can't hear. 75 ETH? Oh, I feel like that has gone way down, which would make sense. We're in a bear market. If you didn't know. Um. <laughs> but this is this this bullshit still happening, so I don't know. I'm not actually okay, I don't I I wanna I like to poke fun, but 
it is nice to see institutions like Tiffany, who's been around a long time, come into this space and try to figure out a strategy of integrating into Web3. I think it's, I think it's positive overall. That's, here's what's kind of crazy, actually. Punks were getting pretty expensive for a while there. I mean, this is still super expensive, but by comparison, it's $138,000 for a punk right now, which means that- How much? $138,000, 75 ETH. So you- The average American is not buying a crypto punk, and they're not no, buying a Tiffany sure NFT not. crypto but, punk. No, but this is what I'm saying. If you are buying a crypto punk, uh, Tiffany crypto punk NFT, kind of interesting- that you would spend that much on the CryptoPunk jewelry when, you know, it's a third of the price of the actual punk. At that point, wouldn't you, like, double down on your punks? Fractional ownership of NFTs, bitch. <laughs> Buy one third of another part now. One third. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess you just have, like... We should do that. It's, we should do, like, an observation-owned punk. We should do a big party bid. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> just kidding. So the U.S. government sanctioned Tornado Cash this week, which is basically a smart contract that uh, it allows you to mix uh, obscure, basically, your crypto. I, I'm trying to explain it to someone if you, you, you didn't understand what a mixer or a blunder is. It basically makes you be able to be more anonymous because everything is public on the blockchain. So... Um, you know, people think that there is a lot of privacy, but there's actually like privacy focused uh, things that you can do, like pri- privacy coins, mixers. Anyways, they, the, the government came down on this because they don't want money laundering in the U.S. And so any U.S. person is not allowed to interact with Tornado Cash in any capacity at all. Why is this a story? Because a lot of people found public addresses of celebrities this week and started sending small amounts to them. Yeah, like 0.1 ETH. So they kind of are trying to prove the point that you can't really prevent people. It's going to be really hard to enforce what it looks like to interact with a smart contract like Tornado Cash. Basically, your address on the blockchain is a string of letters and numbers that don't make any sense. But there's something on Ethereum called the ENS domains where you can link it. An ENS domain is like, like a, a website. Yeah, like think about it as a website. Your ENS Ethereum name service is like www. whatever. Yeah, so I, if I want to send you, if I want to send Aubrey ETH, I can send it to like 0x1, Ethereum, ABCD, blah, blah, blah. Or I can send it to Aubrey.eth. It's like her little address. And so a lot of celebrities in this past boom set them up. Like you have Jimmy Fallon, Steve Aoki, all these people who are getting like jimmyfallon.eth. And and you can just find them. Like you can just go on OpenSea, which is an NFT marketplace. And if you just search what whatever you want, jimmyfallon.eth, and you can see who owns that and you can send it to them. And there's no way with blockchain to reject a transaction. So if I send you a token... It doesn't say, hey, do you want to accept this? It just goes in your wallet. Immediately. So this these actors are going so if around you don't dropping want to own something. tornado cash-based ETH into these wallets, essentially saying, F you, U.S. government, you can't actually enforce this. And, and the other problem with this is consent, right? Like, we have not really even begun to understand what on like people using on-chain data against you, what the implications of that are, 
right? Because everything is public. It's all on chain. You can see everything and how people, governments, private companies, whatever, wants to use that data against you. We don't know the implications of that yet. I mean, it, it is crazy. People talk about, you know, blockchain makes crime easier. And in some ways it does. But in other ways, it, you know, it's like early, I feel like early days, Facebook and, and or MySpace or whatever, where people were posting so much of their public life out there. And they didn't know and then how it could be used against you. Yeah. Totally. And then all of a sudden, like, do you remember that you era? You can't get a job now. Do you remember that era where it was like red solo cup on your Facebook page? You I literally won't get a job. tweeted this. I literally, you're taking, you're stealing one of my old tweets. Really? Yes. Um, I'm a thief. But no, I remember that. Like my parents, my parents took away my Facebook. It, in some ways it still is that way, right? Yeah. It's like, how do, how do, how is this used against you? Are you yeah. going to post a picture that you cannot run for office one day or get a job? Yeah. yeah. We don't know yet. And people are using technology recklessly sometimes and not being able to know what will happen in the future to them. And if you're you if you're doing everything through your like public facing wallet, your public facing domain, I I mean I can go on and see how much money you have. Which I think like, is insane. And I've yeah, always thought this was insane. Weird. I thought this was insane with Venmo. Yeah. That people willingly I do all, everything put, on private. <laughs> why are people willingly putting out their public transactions? And this yeah. is why we love Cash App. Um because Venmo's just why why do you want people to know that also people, I think women especially would be like, did he charge her $7 for that avocado toast? They must be talking. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> what are you, why are you giving away that data? Yeah. Why are you telling people how much money you have in your wallet? Why? I mean, you should have multiple wallets, I think. Personally, yeah. But. You should, well, that's kind of the point. If you have, if you want a public facing wallet, make it like your cute PFP and like some other like game that you like to play or whatever. Yeah. But. But giving your, putting your address out there and allowing people to Just blacklist you. That, but that's also the problem with consent in Web3. So basically, it's like you own it. It would be equivalent. This is a, this is a stretch. Do it. It's like, it's like getting an unsolicited dick pic, and you're like, I don't want this. Yeah, but you can't. You have to send it like, to someone you. else. It's like a cursed dick pic because if you, like, if you don't want it anymore... You have to assault someone else with the dick pic too, or it's a soul-bound dick pic. So that's the problem with soul-bound NFTs. This is where we're gonna lose people. Sorry, that are new to crypto. Sorry, there's a new idea that we should create an NFT that can't be transferred out of a wallet, so people could then just assault you with things that they send you, and you can never get rid of it. Basically, Web three spam. You could just spam yeah. someone. It's like spam. Think, think about your delete. yeah. Think about your emails when you get all this crap that you don't want, and you're like, I can't unsubscribe. That's what a soulbound token is. Yeah. Our good friend, uh, the lovely Evan, Evan of Evan Disco. McMullen. We love you, Disco. Evan. We love you. She's trying to fix this with data she backpacks. Is. Data backpacks. Consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's kind of a. F- In the end, the consent. I'm thing, an investor. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> In the end, the, the consent thing is a huge problem, but it's also kind of a hilarious statement that these people are making because they're, they're, they're showing the government, like, this technology really does supersede what you're able to enforce because, yeah. they, like, Jimmy Fallon's not interacting with Tornado Cash, yeah. but he has that token as well. So yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. It's so evil. It is. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also, like... Honestly, not fuck the government, but kind of. No, and that's what the, this proves time and time again. Like they're gonna, they're, and they're going to do so many things to shut this down. They're going to use on-chain data 
to mess with people. Those 87,000 new IRS agents, I guarantee you, they're going to be trained (laughs) in some blockchain shit. They are, and they're going to use that. (sighs) Well, if the government's training them, I mean, it's... Yeah, probably not. Anyway. um, Over-optimistic. But that that is an important thing to think about. I think it's an important... The the takeaway here is think about your on-chain data. Yeah. And and what people can see, and uh, it's just an important conversation. Totally. Um, and maybe ENS idea, ENSs weren't, unless people use them in the right way. Maybe maybe ENS isn't all it's cracked up to be. Well, it's just sh- it, your website shouldn't also display. If you have a, if I have MJ.com, I'm not going to also put my bank account balance on there. That would be weird. The other thing with data in Web three right now, it's pretty much strictly financial. There's no, yeah. there's, it's like going to a party and telling everyone like, oh, which I mean, people in crypto love to do probably. Right. Like, like I own three punks and an ape yeah. and, and crypto dick butt. To you. Speaking yeah. of crypto dick butts, crypt, I'm, I, I don't want to be hyping too much. I found out last night that Maddie has a crypto dick butt. You knew that we went to the dick butts ball together. Oh, I guess I did know you had that. Yeah. Oh, we just so invited her into the chat, but Diplo bought one. Yeah. It's really, it's really a, a movement. It's a cultural movement. It, uh, 1D you know, equals 1D. 1B. equals 1B. Sacred, uh, the, floor, the floor price was like 3.55 ETH recently. It's, it's still, it's, it's not as high, but it's still holding at like 2.8, isn't who's, it? Who's selling? That's the question I have. We know you're out there. We've been saying dick a lot on this show, but speaking of that, Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's not going to like this show. He lost his woman. <laughs> Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian are, n- are no longer together. Um, I don't personally care. I, I just think that it's interesting um, that he got a tattoo that said, my girl is a lawyer. My friend uh, has two Which tattoos. Which neither is true. Kim's not a lawyer and she's not your girl. Damn. My friend has two tattoos from the girl that did that tattoo. We went to her studio when she no was, way. like, just starting out. She yeah. actually dates my friend. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah. Anyway, I saw that, and I was like, we're in, like, the ghost cat. Like, look, she's making it big in the world. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Who's Kim going to date next? Because she... No, who's Pete going to date next? It's going to be Hillary Clinton. Yes. Oh, my God. You heard it here first. That is the most prescient and amazing thing. I saw a picture said. of them, like, holding hands on Twitter. I don't know if it's... Real or not? I hope it's real. I also have this tweet from 2018 I found the other day that was like, "I have a premonition that I'm going to meet Pete Davidson one day," and that was before the Pete Davidson hype. So that shows how early oh. I am. I'm not Pete, interested. Pete, she was committed to you before. I'm not before interested. No, I'm not interested. He's been passed around. Okay, take here. Uh, he's not a virgin anymore. <laughs> That's not it. That's not it. Can, can I just make this? I, I think the reason I put this in the lineup is because Taylor Swift, if this was a, if he was a woman, it would be different. Taylor Swift has dated a lot of people. Yeah. That's totally fine. Good for you, Taylor. You make some great music and we're big Swifties. Um, but no, everyone's like, oh my God, she's dating somebody else again. Right. She broke up with another guy. What's wrong with her? She can't keep a guy. Yeah. Pete Davidson, why can't you keep a girl? Engaged to Ariana Grande and just. He's dated everybody. Anyway, I feel like there's we a double don't standard need to combine that observation to Pete Davidson. That's just like no. I mean, I, I'm using Hollywood him as the guys. example. No, I know. It's just it's like happens with all of them. 
I think we're going to have to send it off on Olivia Newton-John, who passed away. Um, Sandy, like, what is your what is your first memory of? Grease? I watched Grease with my with my mom, who loved the song "Hopelessly Devoted to You," which I, as a fast paced child, always wanted to fast forward through. Um, now I love it. Great song. Great song. But I mean, like, sex sex icon or like I don't even know if sex icon is the right way because Sandy was so pure. But then just like tell me about she it. was that stud. She was like, everything. Just, like, yeah, she was a cool girl. She, she was a cool she girl. She figured out how to be a cool girl at the end there. She wasn't, and then she was. I'm going to say this when I have to cut it out. She's like kind of the girl that every girl wants to be and all the guys wanted to fuck. Like, I don't feel, I feel like, yeah, that was, well. Because she was sweet and she was. But she could be hot. Yeah. Spicy. She had, she had range. Sandy had range. Because, I mean, that was yeah. the whole thing. She starts off this sweet little yeah. Australian girl. And yeah. Did you know that they had to sew her into those pants? At that, um, the black pants at that final scene, they're they'd be skin tight. They were those were tight. That was legit. What's your first memory of Greece? Uh, I think I've watched Greece more times than I can count. I can say yeah. all the lines from it. Um, and I always wanted to be Sandy. I thought she was so pretty and like she had those poodle skirts and like running around and yeah. she was just she was just like everything you know it's it's and she olivia newton john battled cancer for years, a real, decades, I mean, a, a really long time. So it's in some amazing. ways, I'm like. Uh, you she just kind of want someone to be at yes. peace. Yeah, totally. She was 73. Yeah. We love you, Olivia. Legend. One for the ages. It is sad. I know. It is. Didn't want to end the show on a downer note, but yeah. Well, we can, you know, what? Well, here's an effort. Observation launch party was so fun. It was so, so fun. So much fun. Um, I had a great time seeing everyone come out to support you. We brought, I, I, I tried to go get some cakes that had targets on them and they were like all so bad because it was day of. Yeah. I, during the day I go, should we get cake? Yeah. And Maddie's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I got it. And then she comes like out. a little late and she's like rolls through with Katie and they're carrying like three cakes. And I'm like, why are there three cakes? And she's just laughing. And I'm like, what did you do? So I went, I called, I asked for one cake. I'm like, just make it a target, like red circles. And I showed up, that woman who did the icing was already gone. And so it was just like two circles. It didn't even have a target in the middle. And I was like, oh no. So I went to Magnolia Bakery and I was like, could I get a cake with like a red <laughs> target on it? And they were like, yeah, it'll be freehand though. So it won't be as good. And I was like, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Where are all bad. The, it's it like the one job of the bakery to do the icing. I know. Well, no, no, it's New York. So like, they were like, we need at least three weeks notice for this. And I was like, okay, just put some red circles. It's not very you know? New York actually. Yeah. But it, it, I guess just, I just feel like, you know, a lot of people needing cake maybe. Yeah, I, I guess. Whatever. There's anyway. a big. <laughs> and then we weren't even allowed to eat them. Because so then a we liability. ate them with our fingers. <laughs> so at the I'm end. like, like licking once, the cake. Once everyone had left, there was like a small squad that stayed eating cake with hands. And then we rolled to karaoke. Yes. And we sang, you're so vain. We Gosh, should, re- we should show epic. the clip. Yeah. Do we have the clip? Therapeutic, isn't it? You you the, you have someone in your mind when you sing it. Oh You're my god! Like, Every time, and di- the different lines too. The the one that's like. The clouds in the coffee feels good to sing. Like with your girls, you're singing karaoke. You're like clouds in your coffee, like amazing. 
But then when it's like wife of a good friend, yes, like, yes. I, it's just like, no. I think we had the clip and we're like, wife of a close friend. I literally <laughs> flipped everyone off in karaoke when that happened. I was, I was too fired up. I don't even have anyone that I like feel that way towards, but I'm like, yeah, you're just like, you. you're, you're the, you out there. You out there who cheats is like, anyway, I'm done. Um, <laughs> Rob Strobel is not gonna love this show um but, but he loved the last one we should read Rob. Str- let's yeah. read rob strobel's comments and then we have we have like one other thing i want to bring up uh rob strobel <laughs> he actually sent me this other okay he said heard your last episode episode four in parentheses <laughs> <laughs> i've heard a few other shows but this one was the best dot 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 your good friend maddie your good friend good. is a nice compliment to you. Very entertaining banter. My favorite line you said is, we're all in checkmate, we just don't know it. Laughing face. Was that original? Very creative. I still don't like all that cussing. Love you, Obs. And by the way, I don't play chess all day. <laughs> was that original? Rob's review. Yeah, was it, it's not even that crafty <laughs> it's like when your your kid like paints you a picture and, and anything that they do yeah. looks good and they just put it up yeah. on the fridge wow yeah. you're just so smart my daughter made a joke on her podcast good for her she's witty um we hope you like the banter too no this this goes to this this goes to the thing which is comment you could be rob <laughs> we're not gonna put this in here maybe we will but like this this, this episode's getting derailed Speaking of appointing attorney generals, Rob sent me a follow-up because, like, we were discussing attorney generals last night. He's like, I know, you know, hold on. He goes, an example I've been thinking of is the relationship with John Mitchell, who was the AG under Nixon, and a close friend supported him in the election. He was the attorney general and was part of the whole Watergate fiasco and was charged with crimes, obstruction of justice, and he was the head of the Department of Justice as attorney general. Anyway. That's legit. I wish we'd known that before. I know. Watergate, All the Bobby Kennedy, Bill Barr. History teacher anyway. guy, man. He gets all the info. Um, okay. Cool. You could be the next Rob Strobel. If, yeah, why? If you comment. Oh, yeah. And yeah. leave a rating on the podcast. Oh, yes. If you make a comment that's good like Rob Strobel's. So what we're going to do is um, if you leave a review on our podcast we will read them on the next show so leave a review and this has been a very long podcast thank you for tuning in uh, and we'll see you back here next time good luck and godspeed good luck and godspeed <laughs>